These guys, these turtles are named after Renaissance artists. Oh, they don't have, between the four of them, an idea uh, no. worthy of... Any one of those names. <laughs> any one of those names or any other name in the phone book. Hey, what's going on, everybody? I'm Jay, and this is the Rewatch Podcast. I watch movies all the time. Then I like to rewatch them, and sometimes I'll even watch them again. It doesn't matter if they're good or bad or just downright terrible. I'm going to watch them and then tell you all about them. And sometimes I'll have special guests join me. This is the Rewatch Podcast. Welcome back to the Rewatch Podcast. I am Jay Thomas, and I've got a little advice for you. If you have a friend text you out of the blue and say, can we talk about Ninja Turtles 2 on the podcast? That answer is yes. Every single time you don't leave them hanging. Sean is back with us because he watched Ninja Turtles 2, and apparently he has lots of feelings. Sean, you, what is going on with you and Ninja Turtles? I tell you what, I just needed to rediscover the secret of the ooze. So many memories came flooding back, you know, ninjas, turtles, pizza, vanilla, ice. I mean, it all came back in a flash, and I just really got excited. So I'm excited to talk about it. Um, I am super excited. I mean, uh, the second you text me, I mean, there was no hesitation. And if anybody ever wants to just watch Ninja Turtles and then talk about it, I am down. I mean, I, I got into like a, a, a sewer hole of Ninja Turtles, you could say. I watched uh, Secret of the Ooze, and then I watched the latest one, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Out of the Shadow, the Michael Bay produced one, which I actually really like that one. I don't like his first one that he put out. If you are not a fan of the way that they look, I could see that still being a, a problem. Yeah, I, I haven't watched either of them. I mean, I kind of want to watch Out of the Shadows because I like the addition of Bebop and Rocksteady. They, there's something really weird disturbing about them. I can't put my finger on it, but they look more like Beatles. Than they they look weird. Bug. Yeah, I mean, it's odd. They they fixed it a little bit in the second one. Not by much, but of course, I want to talk about uh, the Turtle sequel, the original Turtle sequel, Secret of the Ooze. From 91, let's get into it. Awesome. New York, a city where 8 million can scarf down their slices in safety, knowing that when pizza is close by, help, help is never far away. <laughs> Any luck finding a new place to live yet? Well, you know, in this market, it's actually very difficult to find good subterranean housing. You'd think even an idiot could find a place down here. But no! Wow! And I thought all the really good dungeons were in Europe. The past returns, my son. Ah. Hey, guys, look! That's the canister that had the ooze. That transformed us all. Yes. Well, you're the last one, aren't you? Uh-oh. Oh, some animals are knocking down the telephone poles. Let them get their own cab. The next fight will be freak against freak. Take the ugly one. No, you take the ugly one. Oh, which one's the ugly one? Teenage 
Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2. Cowabunga! The Secret of the Ooze. Don't forget, we're turtles! I remember seeing the trailer for the very first movie on TV and losing my sh- in the living room of my parents' house. Like, <laughs> what? Because we didn't have the internet then. I had no idea it was being made. I didn't read, you know, like movie magazines or anything like that. I was freaking out. Yeah, we were lucky to get, you know, VHS tapes from Burger King of Ninja Turtles, let yeah. alone a live action motion picture. I mean, it was a, amazing. There's few trailers I remember actually seeing on TV that I was like, what? Turtles is one of them, and the other one is Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. Of them, <laughs> of them just falling down the hole. <laughs> That's the only thing I remember. Like those two things, for some reason, stick out in my mind. Uh, I loved the cartoon. Turtles were everything. They were everywhere. They were on everything. They had sponsorship deals with everything. Turtles get ready! It's an attack! A snack attack! A crunchy snack attack! It's a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle piece of crunchy bunga! Snack attack! A snack attack! Like I'm surprised the creators like aren't billionaires at this point with how much money was printed for the Ninja Turtle franchise. I mean, they were everywhere on pizza, of Mm. course, you know, toys, games, jackets, shirts. I mean, I had like 10 different shirts. The first pink shirt I ever wore was just because it was a Ninja Turtle shirt. I was like, I don't care what color it is. It's got a Ninja Turtle on it. It says Turtle in shirt. And my grandma would read it out loud. She'd point to it and say, Turtle in shirt. And I was so proud of that shirt. (laughs) That's awesome. You you had uh, the big word of the early 90s was cowabunga. Cowabunga. We were all saying it. It's great. Well, that's why I think I think that's why I like Michelangelo because he was the Bart Simpson of the turtles. See, I didn't like Michelangelo because he. I thought he was annoying. I, I'm a Donatello <laughs> guy through and through. Yeah. Well, well. So, so if you're a Donatello guy, what did you think when they replaced Corey Feldman, his voice in the sequel? He was the only one I think that had his voice replaced from yeah. the original Ninja Turtles movie to the second one. I didn't really care that he got replaced in yeah, the second I didn't movie. Really like it he wasn't did. really a big thing. But growing up, thinking of the first two Ninja Turtles movie. I don't even really want to talk about the third one. I hate that one with a burning passion. It's awful. Jim Henson creations had nothing to do with it. Mm-hmm. The suits look like garbage. The first one is is my favorite out of the two. But that second one when I was a kid, though, man, it was everything. I loved it. Yeah, no, I agree with you on on pretty much all counts there. The third one, I saw the theater. I never watched it again. I haven't seen I did it too. since. What, what was it that uh, you're like, all right, we got to talk about this. What What is it? What is it about Turtle 2? How much fun it is and how cartoony it is and how silly it is. Like the first one is more rooted in realism and gritty yeah. and, you know, depressive Ralph Raphael, you know, is oh, uh, Jesus. that's what I remember the most from the first one of why I didn't like it when I was a kid of all like Ralph striking out on his own and, you know, being nursed back to health by, by He's such a baby. It was it was very much like a Howard the Duck uh, love angle again with April. It gave me weird feelings. Kinda, yeah. April, it's Mikey. I just like to say hello. Would you give me that? And, yeah. and the second one is just so fun. It's just all karate and jokes. workout, dudes. Yes. Wow. We showed those guys. Huh? Primo Bros. Yeah. Turtle Rebecca. Max Amundo. <laughs> Acapella. Huh? Huh? Funny stuff, you know, that yeah. I appealed to me as a kid and fast paced. It was more 
better pacing for the kid and me at that time. No, no weapons in in this one. Uh, they don't use their weapons. I don't know if you noticed that. The only one that's allowed to is Donatello for some reason. Jim Henson was not about them using their weapons again. And I, you know, to be honest, I never noticed until somebody pointed it out to me. It is very much a kid friendlier version of the Ninja Turtles um, than the first one. The first one is is uh, I mean, yes, they're giant mutated turtles that are teenagers other than that it's a pretty gritty movie it is it's very gritty new york i mean casey jones is the poster boy for like the grittiest darkest character in the universe yeah you know anti-hero and he's not even in the second one of course and it really like it wouldn't have bothered me so much uh the weapons being subbed out if they weren't so ridiculously subbed out for like ties and toys you know and yo-yos i was like come on I just always thought it would just show how good of ninjas they were that they could use anything. Yeah, I know, and we'll just have to look forward to the gritty R-rated Zack Snyder reboot in ten years, oh, where they're going to be literally killing people with their size and, and the staff. Yeah, I mean, eventually you're going to get uh, the Zack Snyder black and white picture on Instagram. It's like in a couple months, Michelangelo is going to say the f word. God, I love being a Right. If I had to pick one to say the F word, it'd probably be him. One of the big changes, too, is April O'Neil is a different person. Um, right. Recast. And, you know, I always thought I liked April 2 more than I liked April 1. But she really doesn't have anything to do in The Secret of the Ooze. Really. Like, she doesn't do much in that movie at all. No. She just puts I, them up and they torment her with their childlike antics in her luxury apartment where the turtles and splinter were holed up any luck finding a new place to live yet well you know in this market it's actually very difficult to find good subterranean housing i i like this april i mean i i I like her quite a bit she reminds me more of i guess the cartoon for some reason i don't know why but when i see her i'm like she's more april to me than the first one but the other one has so much more personality and what did you think of the new one well, at the time, I preferred her, and I think I i don't want to be superficial, but I thought she was prettier than the first one. But now I look back, and I was like, I really enjoyed the performance of the original April O'Neil. Like you yeah. said, she had more to do in the movie. She wasn't just uh, kind of letting the turtles squat at her apartment, and that was it. We will not be here much longer. Oh, no, no. Uh, you guys can stay here as long as you want. Oh, right. So Yeah, that seems like that's the, all that the April does. One. Yeah, I prefer the first one. She was more involved. Uh, the new April has a, a famous neighbor now. Uh, you you noticed that. I noticed it. Who is it? Who's her famous neighbor? Oh, man. that The ageless wonder Susie from Curb Your Enthusiasm. I can't remember the actress's name, but I, I recognized her the second I heard her voice when I watched it again. I was like, that's yeah. Susie. Right? And she then I looked exactly at the same. Exactly the same. Hilarious. It's like this movie was made in 91 and she looks exactly like she does now. It's crazy. Yeah, sounds the same, a little bit roll, but easily recognizable. And I don't know, I had a good laugh about that. It made me want to watch Career Enthusiasm. I love that. A, show. a few less swear words than she usually says. F- you, you car wash. But otherwise, uh, <laughs> same person exactly. <laughs> yeah, the same kind of attitude. Like, tell her, tell her she's making too much noise. Come on, stand <laughs> up for herself. Uh, I loved it. I thought it was great. You know, not yeah, disturbing the neighbors. Do you know, like, the time difference between the two movies? It's not very long, is it? No, it pretty much picks up, like, I don't know, like a day or two after the original one, because yeah, a foot, you know, meets at their fallback point, uh, what's left of the foot. And yeah. then, you know. When we see the foot getting back together and Shredder comes back, which doesn't make any sense, but he comes back. Do you think that is in a different 
time like are you you think that that's like not the same time that we're seeing the turtles like maybe that happened right afterwards and then i don't know it was it's weird because i'm like how awesome. can they they really shifted april and april's living arrangements because uh last i checked she didn't have a home it got burned yeah. down Right. Yeah. She lived above her father's old uh, antique store or whatever that got destroyed. Yeah. Gritty first one. Yeah. <laughs> Back to the real. And also she's in a luxury apartment now uptown. Like the insurance settlement must have paid out instantly too. that. That makes. Yeah. That's another question of continuity there. Yeah. I get, and it, it threw me off. But um, like I literally just watched the 30, first 30 minutes of the first movie. And I was like, man, this movie's real good. Like I, even the suits. I thought the suits were basically the same between the two movies, but the suits even look a lot different in the second one. They're a lot brighter. And yeah, the, the, the whole color, lighting. The colors really are bright in this one. Yeah, the whole lighting of the, of the second movie is much different. The first one is so dark, literally. Like there's, I yeah. mean, they really, the sewer and everything, and the sewer is a very dark place. And yeah, that's like their, their new home in part two is like the brightest place in New York. It's underground, but it's that train right. station and it's amazing. Stained glass and don't I love their and, new place. Oh yeah, I was. I was. Ex- I'm always excited when they find it. I'm like, ooh, I want to go there. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I like that the their rooms are like the different trains, and I'm I'm pretty sure like you just go down the the hall a little ways, and it's the same tunnel system where there's pink slime from Ghostbusters too. Right. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Then cross over the Super Mario Brothers. That'd be awesome. That'd be wonderful. I'm pretty sure there's been a Ghostbusters and uh, Ninja Turtles crossover before in the comics. I'd have to check that out. I'm surprised Sony hasn't sold that yet. They could do that. I like the opening scene where they help Kino. For, okay, first of all, Kino. I got to say, I'm not a fan of Kino. Yeah. I was right. when I was a kid. He, I kind of want him to get kicked in the face now. You're introduced to him and he calls a girl fat. Like in the yeah, first like two minutes where he's like, right. well, I'll see you in my dreams. It's something thinner. And he does that annoying laugh and takes off yeah. on his scooter. Hey, ladies. Which one of you lucky girls gets a ride with me tonight? Dream on, dweeb. Yeah, okay. But when I do, I'll dream of something a little thinner. <laughs> who is this kid? What Played are you doing? by uh, Ernie Reyes Jr., who was Donatello in the suit in the first movie. Um, huh. And they liked him so much, they made a character for him. And uh, he was very famously in Surf Ninjas. But I've never he seen didn't that. do much after that. Well, I didn't. I didn't know who. I didn't know he was in the original one as Donatello. That's an interesting yeah. fact. I when I first saw him though, I I thought he was the son of Bolo Young. You know, the villain from Bloodsport. That's oh, who yeah. he looks like to me. He looks like a tiny version of Bolo Young. So I, I was yeah. like, thinking like, ah, oh, that he's got you know family in the industry. That's how he got the role as Kino, this big, huge central role as the fifth turtle, basically. That's funny. His uh, his dad is actually a stunt coordinator. They're in The Last Dragon together. Okay. Well, that's the thing. The kid's got talent. I mean, he's a good martial yeah. artist. I just don't think he... And stunt guy, I just don't think he should have uh, been given a speaking role. No, and then him and Raph become best friends and go on their... Raph, Raph's always doing his own little side mission. Yeah, I'm surprised that they didn't have him do a whole other complete side mission in the second one. I guess they learned from the first one. I mean, it really dragged the first movie down with the pacing when he's in his, you know, turtle coma yeah it really brings the whole movie down well they bring in a new turtle you know when they introduced uh razar toka and razar oh yeah the they couldn't do bebop and rocksteady so they went to toka and razar and German i like them and a snapping turtle i yeah the two I, most vicious animals on earth that's what shredder says sorry snapping turtle doesn't pop into my head <laughs> the, the, the most like brutal animals they can find isn't that what yeah, they say something like that yeah <laughs> 
snapping turtle. Incredible. Oh, we could find. You're in New York. Where'd you find a snapping turtle? <laughs> Why don't they go to the zoo? I mean, there's got to be something else there. Yeah. And it would have been a good. They could figure it out. Good introduction to Baxter would have been good there. You know, a scientist with a whole bunch. It of was supposed creatures. to be. Okay. Yeah, Professor Perry was supposed to be uh, Baxter Stockman, and then. Yeah, okay, so it's I looked this up. It's called Secret of the Ooze. And I always just thought that was like a reference to their origin story. And it is, but really we don't learn a secret about it at all. Like you don't really learn much about the ooze other than they see the canister. So in the original version, that was supposed to be created by aliens. And it was gonna be Krang, but a species similar to Krang that's in the comics. And Professor Perry was gonna be Stockman at one point. And then they changed it to this new guy, but then he was going to be a robot at the end, I guess, and revealed to be one of the aliens. But then they scrapped all that. And I was like, oh, man, that sounds like that would have been awesome. Any of those options would have been better than Professor Perry, who was the most boring caricature of a British scientist in movies I've seen in a while. He is, but I I will say when he's counting uh, the canisters and he's disposing of them and he grabs one, he goes, well, you're the last one, aren't you? I literally say that about everything I do when I'm doing something tedious and I'm down to the last part. I, uh, to this day, I still say that line. That's that's the only line I remember him saying, but I don't have it ingrained in my head as, as deeply as you do. I'm sorry. I, I can't help that's it. Terrible. I'll just turn to whatever it is. Even if there's nothing next to me, I'll just turn and be like, well, you're the last one, aren't you? Oh, gosh. When he shows, when they introduce him, you know, when April interviews him and the whole uh-huh. uh, the, the factory – I always had flashbacks of like class of Newcomb high, the trauma movies, because right. it looked just like there's dry ice everywhere. They're all in bright orange jumpsuits and there's yep. weird like radio background noise. And it, in New York city, it just felt kind of like a cheap knockoff of a trauma movie. I was like, what, what are we it, doing? It's here? very trauma. Now that you mentioned it, it does feel like it because like I, I, they got more budget for this one, but it doesn't look like it at times. Like it's I very low budget. Single time. The fat spend foot soldier like- catches the canister. I mean, Come on, yeah. man. How how do you get in? They were hard up for foot soldiers. I mean, they have a kid at the very beginning. I think the kid's like 13 years old. Yeah. What are we going to do? <laughs> Did you ever notice one of the guys uh, waiting in line with Kino is uh, Michael Jai White, Spawn, no. and Black Dynamite? Yeah, he's one of them. Oh, that's funny. No, I didn't notice that. I Yeah, the whole <laughs> the mission to infiltrate the foot with Raphael. Yeah like five feet away the entire time. It, it, I know. It's a great sequence. <laughs> Toka and Razor, Um, I loved them. It's such a weird thing because you know it's supposed to be Bebop and Rocksteady mm-hmm. and you just kind of have to deal with it. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. It, that's the thing. Like, I, I, lo- I like the idea of a snapping turtle like being a rival to right. the turtles. That made a lot of sense to me. Uh, I thought it looked awesome. I loved the look of him. Yeah, I did too. I didn't like the voice. The voice though, and I, no. I didn't, again, I didn't research this. I don't know if it's the same voice as uh, what's his name, Station from Bogus Journey, from Bill Dad's Bogus Journey. It, they Could look be. alike. I mean, they look alike. They sound alike to me. So I always kind of confuse that. They laugh alike. They walk alike. At times they even talk alike. With Bogus Journey, another crossover with Bogus Journey and Secret of the Use. I don't know, but I've yeah. never thought that before. But you might be onto something. Yeah, they kind of make the same noises, and then Toka. I don't know. He doesn't really do much for me in, in like the scary monster thing. It's I think is more merchandising for them to, you know, what what animal will sell the most, you know, dolls. Well, dogs. It, kids love dogs. Let's do that. It kind of reminds me of um, the He-Man character. That's Beastman. All, yeah. Beast, is it Beastman? Yeah. Beastman. Oh, okay. 
I wasn't sure if it was Beastman or not. Yeah, it, it reminds me of the toy. I never had a Toka and Razor, and I always wanted one. Uh, they just made new ones that look amazing, but they were a little bit too expensive for me. Yeah, rightfully so. I didn't. I didn't have a lot of Ninja Turtle action figures myself, but I loved I the movie version there. toys. I thought they looked great because they changed the skin. Like the skin actually felt kind of rubbery, and I'm like, oh, that's awesome. You know, I take that back. I have a Casey Jones. Sorry, I have an original Casey Jones somewhere in my house. Nice, which I like. So. Casey Jones, I was missing from this one. I kind of wished he would have been there. Yeah, same here. But again, got to tone down the realism, the grittiness, and the guy that hits people with a hockey stick. One consistent thing I liked in part two was how how the Splinter was like exactly the same in both movies. He did yeah. not change at all. He was exactly the same. You know, he got a little, he got his lines in at the end of the movie, a few jokes in, but yeah. uh, you know, all in all, it was still the same Splinter, which I enjoyed the Splinter in the first one is like the, the you know the guy, the, the master. He was. He was pretty good in that role. He's good in it. And like, and I like that he gets in. He was more involved, I guess, in the other one. Um, the one thing I th- I laughed at this time was when the turtles get uh, caught in the junkyard and Splinter shows up, shoots the bow and arrow and then leaves. Like he doesn't <laughs> really help them afterwards. He's, he's just like, ah, you guys got it from here. Have fun. <laughs> There are definitely some con- continuity issues in the movie that don't make a lot of sense. I, no, I mean, like I'm like, why movie. would you stay? He can do stuff. He knows he taught them everything that they know. I know he could do plenty, but they didn't have the budget for it. They didn't want to do it. It also reminds me when when uh, Shredder unleashes Toka and Razar, you know, have yeah. fun. Go play. Have fun. So they go and they knock a few telephone poles down, crush a few cars, and then they're just gone. And like, what? Yeah. They just got bored. They got chased away. The police press conference was like, well, there was this huge rampage last night. Yeah. And no one's like, well, what? Who did this? Where are they? They're just like, eh, situation has been resolved. Don't worry about it, people. Yeah, it's over. Don't worry. It's Move fine. On. They're going to unleash Token Razar on Central Park. It's like, OK, they're going to knock some trees down and leave or what? I don't know if I ever told you this because I don't know where it is. But at some point in my life, I had an autographed picture uh, of Chief Stearns from Turtles. How random is that? Where did you where did you my acquire uncle, that? My uncle knew him, and when he lived in either New York or California, I think it was New York at the time, and like he knew I was a big Turtles fan, so he got me his autograph. And I'm like, what? I'm pretty <laughs> sure my mom might still have it, or it got lost, you know, in the thirty some years since I got <laughs> it. But it wasn't one that I like. I think it was like, oh, cool, Chief Stearns. <laughs> Thanks. Awesome. Thank you. Wow, that is a random piece of memorabilia that you want to keep holding on to. I hope you can find that. I know. I I just kind of remembered it as I was watching the movies. I was like, oh, yeah. Um, (laughs) What do you think of uh, Shredder's new look in this one? Uh, It doesn't make any sense at all from from beginning to end because he he shows up after being in a trash compactor. Uh And they're like, his face, his face. And uh, like the shadow when I was a kid. To me, it looked like his face was squished to like, you know, the, I don't know, it's like the size of a banana or something. It was this weird uh-huh. like moon shape, crescent moon shape. And then as I watched it in HD now, I was like, oh, he's, I can see his face, but there's just weird shadows and scars. And that's it. He's fine. You, you know, he, sh- he shines his helmet up and he's ready to go again. But I'm pretty sure they show the blood in the garbage truck at the end of the first movie. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know, but he's, his, his suit's much more uh, bright purple. It's a, different purple in this one and uh i don't know i like the kind of jaggedy mask new yeah. look i feel like he could have found a better cape it still looks like a shower curtain 
I didn't it like does. it in the first movie, and I didn't like it in this one. But the one thing I think is funny is when he's walking around. I I just noticed that the last this last time, his head looks huge with yeah. that with the helmet and everything. Like his body doesn't like. I don't think the actor's that big, and like the the helmet looks so big on him. He's it's like not- when a kid puts on a football helmet. I, yeah, it definitely looks like a helmet, a football helmet, like on a kicker's body. Like he does not look that yeah. big. And I actually, I saw the actor. I I didn't recognize the actor as being um, a character from that show, The Expanse. I believe he's in Lost as well. Oh yeah, yep, he is. He's the, ha- the scientist of the D- Dharma Initiative, right? We haven't even gotten to the best sequence of the whole movie yet. Yeah, we we're we're a half hour into this conversation. We barely <laughs> mentioned the fact. The Vanilla Ice is in it. One of the best things that he ever did. It, it's my favorite song. I don't care about Vanilla Ice. I don't care what anyone says. Ice Ice Baby is a classic, sure. But Ninja Rap, oh man, that was my okay. favorite song. Love the whole it, soundtrack. It's a it's a good one. Yeah, so they're they're doing the, the big fight and they go into this dance club, of course, and Vanilla Ice is performing because why not? It's the early 90s. And mm-hmm. at first he stops like, whoa, what is happening? And then somebody just starts playing. It wasn't even him that like started it. Somebody did it, it was like, oh yeah, this is a good beat. And then they just <laughs> start going. This is an awesome fight between these giant creatures that I've never seen before. But let's get back to the music. This is fighting. Everybody seems music. pretty okay with the turtles every single time. Like there's a little shock at first, and then everybody's like, eh, it's all right. Yeah, but I mean, if Toka and Razar show up, wouldn't you be a little freaked out more so? I mean, uh, you know yeah. the turtles kind of exist. They're like the worst kept secret in New York. The ending feels very rushed. It's extremely rushed. Uh I mean, I don't they even know where to begin because it's so frustrating. Yeah, they don't even touch Super Shredder. No, like, he doesn't touch anyone. No, he just kills himself. He just freaks out. Roy, apparently, it just gives you roid rage, and he just destroys everything. Uh, the whole boardwalk that he's that he's hiding under where the turtles are. While they're a foot away from a body of water that they can just jump into. Yeah. It's a weird ending. I mean, the fight with Ninja Rap going, and they're fighting the Foot Clan, it's perfect. I mean, it's great. Hmm. Toka and Razor at that point are already almost done. Shredder shows up, takes somebody hostage, then douses himself in the ooze off camera. We don't even see it, so I don't know if he drinks yeah, it or what, what about, exactly happens. No, that's we got to back up a little bit. Sorry, that's what I'm. I forgot that he produces. Well, he has the canister that he stole, the last canister, yeah. but then he also has a secret vial out of nowhere. And to get hit to to get rid of him, Michelangelo plays a keytar when they turn the volume yeah. up to maximum, and the speaker blows Shredder out of the building. Literally. Yeah. Get it, Mikey. Rock and roll. Yeah. They stole that from Back to the Future, but they used time. a keytar. But used a keytar. Which, you know, it kind of this- tracks with Michelangelo. I'm sure he's a fan of Back to the Future. That's true. I mean, that plays, that makes sense. And probably is the last gasp of the keytar. I never saw one after 1991, 90, you know. Well, once you made a Turtles movie, you can't go any higher than that, Sean. It just doesn't work. <laughs> Good to know. But yeah, <laughs> but then that leads to the whole Boardwalk Showdown and Super Shredder played by your favorite professional wrestler. Kevin, Kevin Nash. Yes, Big, Big Diesel. Daddy Cool, Diesel. I was very excited when I found that out. And then, you know, I always, I always remember him looking awesome, but then I'm like, so the ooze really mutates literally everything. Like Mm -hmm. the spikes, the, every part of him is just gigantic. Get the painted on muscles, which I still think is fantastic. Uh, But then, yeah, he just knocks everything all over and essentially kills himself. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Allegedly. 
he didn't make a comeback, but it's the same thing that happened to him in the first one. Uh, he ended up, you know, buried on a bunch of garbage and he got out. And then yeah. the, uh, in this movie, they tease that again where he gets his hand out and he's like, ah, yeah. Yeah. and then, blah. yeah, like, okay, but he did this before he got crushed and then emerged from a giant pile of rubble. Why can't he do it again? Yeah, I, I was, it's kind of a bummer. I, I, I was bummed out that the ending is just so rushed. Mm-hmm. It's just out of nowhere. Did they just run out of money, you think, or they just wanted to make it? Fast and I have no idea. I mean, I, I know they wanted to tone down the violence, even mm-hmm. though there's fights like nonstop in this movie. But I mean, he's the bad guy. He's the main bad guy. It's Shredder versus the Turtles. That's it's a tale as old as time. I mean, why would they shortchange us like that? I know. I I mean, I paid to see them eat pizza and say weird words and high five, and they did all that. But I also really wanted to see a final fight between Shredder and the Turtles. We didn't even really mention the opening of the movie is just people eating pizza. And I want every single slice that like that pizza looks so good to me. Yeah, I know. Well, that's how that's how you can identify the movie from a million miles away. You walk in a room and you see what's happening and you know that's a Turtles movie. That's that's yep. part two. I think what I really like about this movie a lot in a weird way is that it reminds me of the switch from Gremlins to Gremlins to the new batch. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the movie went from being yeah. kind of serious to, to a kind of a parody of itself and a lot of cartoonish violence. I mean, I was almost going to compare it to Alien to Aliens, mm-hmm. like the shift, the, the the first one's so much darker. And I mean, that's pretty much it. It's a lighting thing. <laughs> <laughs> We're going back to the lighting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just it's a, such a bright movie. And I like that. I like it when they go to the TGRI building and. I like the fight there and surfing mm-hmm. on the chair. I love their opening where they save Kino. That for some reason that just I like them in the this really crappy looking like store, like a mall, like the crap end of a mall. Yeah, exactly. There's always that end of the mall. You're like, oh, here we are. I just love the nunchucks that you know Mikey was using the cold cut combo, you know, as the nunchucks. And I really wanted nunchucks when I was a kid. I got to tell you, I asked Santa for that. Oh, a couple didn't? Of times. I, I didn't even like Michelangelo, but I wanted him. I wanted a side too, because I was a fan of Raphael as well. I think the first Ninja Turtle toy that I had, I think was Raphael. So mm-hmm. like he was the first one I liked. But then when the movie came out and it was uh, Corey Feldman, I was like, yes, Donatello is <laughs> my new favorite. <laughs> and now I can't really stand Raphael. <laughs> I, I still... Raphael's always been my least favorite in the cartoons, in the show, in the comics, everything. Uh, he's always been my least favorite. And I've kind of bounced a little bit between Leonardo and, and Michelangelo. But Michelangelo I liked because he was so silly all the time and yeah. talk, talking trash and making jokes constantly. And I was like, well, he's dealing with his anxiety the same way that I do. <laughs> well, like I said earlier, I watched uh, the newer one, Out of the Shadows. And I think if as far as the, as the movies rank with me, I, Out of the Shadows, I think is just as good as Secret of the Ooze. Okay. You take that as however you want. I mean, because there's stuff in it that they do Shredder dirty. I I hate the way they treat Shredder in the movie. He barely has his mask on like the entire time. And then I I don't want to spoil anything, but it just, they don't do him very well. But what we didn't get in this one, we get in that one with Bebop and Rocksteady. We also get Krang in that one. And like, it's, it just celebrates the Ninja Turtles a lot better than the other Michael Bay produced movie. Like that one's garbage, but this okay. one was actually pretty good. Plus you get Baxter Stockman. It's true. It's Tyler Perry, but I want the fly man. I don't care who the actor is. I, I know want the fly man combination. I, I, I will give that movie a shot. I will watch uh, in, I was called out of the shadows. Is that right? Yeah. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles out of the shadows. And uh, the best part watch when the credits start, because there's something awesome that happens. And I'm not going to tell you what it was because when it, when it happened, when I was in the theater, 
I had the biggest smile on my face. So Corey Feldman flashes for a second on the screen, like subliminally. Oh, thank God. That's not what happens. <laughs> I would, I would have pooped my pants in the theater if that happened. <laughs> oh, I'll watch. Okay. Thanks for the heads up. I will watch for that. Then. The movie is a bit more fan service than the other ones. Um, but sometimes <laughs> when you've had Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3, and then when you've had the one from like 2014, sometimes you got to go back and be like, all right, here's what you want. That's what I want. We deserve that. We deserve after going through those crappy sequels after Secret of the Use, we deserve some fan service, you know. Yeah, and I, I think that's what the movie did. Snob fan. Yeah. If anything, I would also like to revisit the original show because I loved the show. It was on for so long. Yeah. And I think what hooked me in typical kid marketing fashion was all the weird characters, the toys that got marched out all the time. They had so many weird, crazy, wacky, collectible action figures from the show. That, that's oh, what yeah. I like how crazy the universe got like it was it was a hodgepodge of weird weird things you know you could play with so that's one ugly dude scumbug the turtle exterminator half man half cockroach he's bugging muckman the mutated sewer worker and his little mutie pal joe eyeball to join shredder's evil foot clan we need a 4k of these bad boys yeah i've been holding out i was gonna buy the blu-rays because they are pretty cheap right now but i was like no i think i'm gonna wait for the 4k maybe and i don't know I'm a true fan. I could double dip, I guess. We'll see what happens. But uh, yeah. I don't, I'm surprised I don't own them. I mean, I don't even own them on DVD, which is still even more surprising. I never had them on my own. I really? I had the, pretty sure I had the VHS copies. Yeah, I definitely had the VHS. But... Oh, I definitely had those. I loved them. I, the VHSs are classic. Yeah. Thank you again for coming on. I was very excited when you got a hold of me. And I believe the next time that you'll be on, we usually don't know what it's going to be. But I'm pretty sure it's going to be Mortal Kombat, right? It's got to be Mortal Kombat. The trailer just dropped today. The Red Band trailer. Uh, speaking of fan service, I'm here for that. Let's talk about that next time. I don't know if it looks much better than the original one, but I'm for it. And we'll talk about that uh, soon after my birthday because it actually drops on my birthday. I'm nice. excited. So we will talk to you then. Again, you can find Sean at Film Wheelhouse on Instagram. And uh, you can find us on Instagram at The Rewatch Podcast. Find us on Facebook and wherever you listen to podcasts. Subscribe it. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Man, Man I, I love, love being a, a turtle. turtle. The Rewatch Podcast is an Alpha Media production.